use for that are deepening into the book of Quran and uh, that it become clearer to us and all of its beauty and levels and shades of, to the secret heart of our peers of Fatiha Alana Sariana Sidino so yeah it's good that we take two sessions to go through Yasin being such a you know as the prophet said peace be upon him he said everything has a heart and the heart of the Quran is Surah Yasin so it's one we should really focus on there's that beautiful passage that's uh, moving um, in um, is it 33 is Azam. It said for, for Muslim men and women, for believing men and women, for devout men and women, for true men and women, for men and women who are patient and constant, for men and women who humble themselves, for men and women who give in charity, for men and women who fast, for men and women who guard their chastity, the men and women who engage much in Allah's praise. For them has Allah prepared forgiveness and a great reward. Alhamdulillah. That must have, I can imagine, made the community of the Ummah so happy. Must have made them so happy to, to hear that because I'm sure they, they felt, you know, uh, honored and, and part of the Quran. So... That that was one that that I like in particularly, and um, if there's any oh, this is another interesting one in also in Azam ayat forty. Muhammad sallallahu is not the father of any of your men, but he is the apostle of Allah and the seal of prophets, and Allah has full knowledge of all things. So, you know, and, and that's interesting because that really goes against the patriarchy. Um, so he's, he's not a father, even though I'm sure he was very, you know, fatherly, but that his, his nature was beyond that. And it was also very feminine. He had a very feminine nature. So probably at the time they wanted to, in, in a way, paternalize him and, and continue this patriarchy. But uh, that was not allowed. And in fact, you know, it comes after those verses about the wives and how close the wives are and how significant they are and how exalted they are in Allah's eyes. And, um, and so that's, that's I, I think, a very powerful argument when patriarchy, you know, in, among all religions, starts to creep in. And patriarchy is not, it's not against 
the male, because here we have from men and women who fast, and it's, it's not against men. It's against a certain kind of club, you know, clubbishness, um, a, a certain kind of um, exclusiveness that would be starting with gender, but then it very quickly becomes an, an exclusivity of um, social standing and, and uh, you know, pride and things that kind of build around that. So no, none of that is uh, really permitted uh, around the Prophet. Uh, and, and that's very beautiful. And so inshallah, this new understanding of his true nature will emerge in our time of his um, gentleness. And also it's, we sent you as a universal, uh, doesn't say messenger, but that's in, in parenthesis. We sent you as, as a being of universality. So again, then really he can't just be claimed by, by anyone. He is for all people, for all beings. Alhamdulillah. Oh, another thing that I, I found also very nice was we all know the verse where it says, you know, and Allah said blessings on his mess, on his prophet and upon, um, and the, as do the angels, 56. And we have a very beautiful translation of that. It's a very, I love that version. That You want me to read it? Please. Okay. Allah and his radiant angels send continuous blessings upon the sublime soul of the Prophet, O noble believers. So you as well should humbly and constantly request divine benediction for him, saluting him repeatedly with utmost love and respect. So let's do that. Allahumma sayyana Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala ani Muhammad wa sallim wa sallam. In the prior verse, 43, it says, he or who who it is who sends blessings on you, you the the reader or the receiver, as do his angels. So that's so, uh, as do his angels, that he may bring you out from the depths of darkness into light, and he is full of mercy to the to the believers. So um, the same thing for us, Allah also as do the angels send blessings upon ourselves and it all, and so does the prophet also bless us so we should know that there's a constant correspondence a constant correspondence and uh one of the hadith which i, I didn't read last night in the zikr because the the number one was so powerful um but it it, it it's um hadith that speaks to the prophet and let me see if I can find it. I'm not sure I can find it, but that uh, one of the companions comes into the garden and finds the prophet in, in prostration. And um, he says, you were, and, and keeps observing him. And then the believer comes up and says, you know, are you all right? And he says he was in prostration so long that he became concerned about him. And, and then the prophet said that he, Angel Gabriel had come to tell him that any of the believers, any of us, any of the lovers come and send blessings upon him, Allah will send blessings upon that one. 
So we, we realize there's a constant correspondence. It's like a, a, a dialogue. You know, we send blessings upon the Prophet. Allah sends blessings upon us. Uh, we pray the Fatiha and Allah responds to us in every line uh, of our prayer. So it's never just us alone, you know, practicing or, or doing. And it says when you're deeply immersed, we noted that one a few times ago in Quran, Allah is observing you, is gazing upon you. So we're not alone. And, and, and every gesture we make is corresponded. I think that's important for us to, to know. The passage with Prophet Suleiman is uh, according to um, Assad, and I, I'm sure other commentators, is that when, when the Prophet passed, he passed on his throne. And this is, I mean, Assad brings it forth as a, a legend, but it's actually referred to in Quran. So uh, it seems that it was true. Um, he, and he was leaning on his staff. He had his staff there and he just sat. So his soul left the body, but left the body on the throne. And, um, and then the, the jinn and all the subtle beings who were working for him and presumably his also um, human servants didn't realize he had passed. I don't know for how long until it says a worm who was eating away at his staff finally caused it to crumble and then the body fell over. So uh, that's kind of, it's, I mean, it's touching, but, and then the jinn, or it says in the Quran, were upset because he had already passed, therefore his power over them had passed, but they went on working. It, it reminds us of very human situations. <laughs> of school or something like that where you do something and it wasn't necessary so that's their their response um yasin let's go to it a bar before them and a bar behind them well you know i mean i i don't have it in front of me but i mean i've always felt and i'm sure we could find a deeper understanding of that but that you know, in a sense, they're, they're, they are restrained from the realm of, of truth and truthful action and fruitful action, a bar before them and a bar behind them. They don't see it. So they assume that, you know, their word is, is the command or that what they do is bringing about all these great things. Um, but really, they, they are restrained. So um, that has two implications. One is that the real negativity that they could uh, display and manifest is actually being restrained. And also that two, I mean, in a way, three. And two is that, you know, they really are contained by Allah's power. And although they feel themselves are the powerful, but it is demonstrated in that ayat that they, there's power over them. And then three, that, as I said, that, you know, similar to that ayat where 
you know, their, their vain actions are like a mirage in the desert. And when they come up to it, they will see nothing there but Allah. So, or it said, who has lost more in this life? But the ones who imagine they are bearing fruit or doing um, important works, but they're not. They're, they're, they're dust. They'll be like dust. Something like that also, that, that their actions are not creating real results. Something like that. So all, all three of those. Yeah. A bar before them and a bar behind them. And they are restrained. They cannot see. Well, that we know they cannot see. Otherwise, they would be behaving differently. Yeah. And also just that really they are under Allah's command. That's very important. They're not free agents. This Quran reading is compelling. It's, and, but done together. It's not a hardship. And as I confessed before, I don't know if I ever actually, maybe one year or maybe two years in all 40 or something, completed the Quran. I was always like breathless, trying to catch up and then I missed it. And it was, you know, uh, and once you miss a day or two, you know, then it's really hard to <laughs> catch up. But this has been wonderful. It makes, you, this is the Camille. This is what Schwab was talking about this morning, about the company companions, you know, and, and what he feels with the companionship around him. Things have become so much easier. And in the community, um, you know, the divine revelation and the, and the divine and the sharing of, of, of what we are intended to do and asked to do becomes so much easier, alhamdulillah. I mean, our real nature is really in the community. Okay, alhamdulillah. Ooh, what enjoyment, what joy, what, what joy. I mean, really the last 10 days is the paradise level and inshallah beyond, beyond paradise, paradise and beyond. Alhamdulillah. Good. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah wa barakatuhu.